Peppermint lemongrass. Is that something that I need to put in my, I got a, um, an essential oil diffuser mister thing. Do I need to put that in my, in my essential oil I thing? <laughs> I don't know if you would put spearmint in there. Cause then it would be like whiffs of like Listerine. Oh yeah. Maybe but, offending your nasal passages yeah. a little bit. <laughs> like go more like eucalyptus, you know? Okay. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. I am Gigi Nabyar, along with my lovely co-host, Dapper Dame, over there. And tonight, we're going to be chatting about, in general, food, but uh, more specifically, how we're kind of foodies. I think maybe Adrian thinks that we're more foodie than I think I am, anyway. Um, I don't know if she holds herself to a higher standard, but I also, I just, right off the bat, wanted to ask you, have you had a chance to... Um, as I like to do, explore your new city by food yet. So we have gone to a couple places around here and also like in the city of Atlanta. And that's why I think that I'm a foodie and I believe you are too. Because <laughs> one of the first things I do is I'm like, oh, all right. So who has like the good food? You know, like what's around here? What are they cooking? You know, what do the grocery stores have that's new? So I just look for like the food first. That's what I look for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think food first, a very close second is alcohol, mainly beer. But I think that's like it's a uh, it's cool even for me moving from the county of St. Louis to the city, even trying places that are like really tucked away in the city that mm -hmm. normally like even if you hear about it word of mouth, you might not go seek it out. But when you live in the city, you're either walking your dog or you're driving to work or driving to even get food at another place. And you're like, oh, shit, there's that place. So-and-so yeah. told me about this or it looks really, you know, really packed. So I should probably go check it out. Like really great small barbecue place. Um, and I'm going to feel really bad because I'm not remembering the name right now, but it's totally tucked away in an adjacent neighborhood for me. And they like converted this old corner bar. And I mean, like real typical corner bar for like South City, St. Louis, you know, it's got like the old wood paneling in there, kind of like my house. Um, nice. <laughs> but like, it does such a like homey feel. I'm a oh, stellar hog. It's called stellar hog because they have a really cool sticker. And it's like this hog with like outer space in it. In, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a cool name. But uh, yeah, shout out to Stellar Hog. They're just in like this unassuming building, I, you know, like I said, just a, a corner bar converted to really good barbecue. And uh, of course, they still serve alcohol there. So that's really cool. Nice, nice. I was recommended by my neighbors to try a place. Um, I won't shout them out because I live in the teeny tiny little neighborhood. Okay. Um, and it's not a chain. So but I was intimidated to go there because it's in like a strip mall. Mm. So there's like, you know, like other food places, like a grocery store. And then that little bar in there. And I had gone past it a couple times, but there were always like a lot of MCs out there, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's like motorcycle clubs. Um, mm -hmm. So you'd see like just a lot of, you know, leathers out there, um, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of vests and jackets. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's the place where I could just walk in like by myself and grab a beer. But then I saw my neighbor walk in there and she's like my size. She was like alone. She went and just grabbed a beer. And then I saw her like the next day. I was like, hey, did you like that place? She's like, I go there all the time. 
Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, it's chill. She's like, oh yeah, those guys just like to hang out there because there's karaoke. No, it's just like, oh, all right. That's fair. Um, but see, also, I I honestly think that there's like a a perplexing thing with motorcycle clubs. Like, I feel like there are clubs that are totally cool and totally, you know, give back to their communities and protect people, oh, yeah. and whatever that may be, right? And like, they're total yeah. by the book. Don't do anything really illegal. Maybe, maybe a little gray area stuff, but like, let's be real. However, I mean, they all sort of bring that that look, though, right? So, like, I really am going to need motorcycle riders, especially ones that are in clubs, to really be like, yo, this, I mean, oh, I've just, obviously you can, like, check out and see if they have, like, a one percenter patch. Do you know what that is? No, I know there's all kinds of different patches, and, like, you could look up, like, the names of the MCs. But That's I, true. I just, I just saw like the impression as like I walked by and I was like, there's a lot of nope right now. <laughs> I get a lot that. Of nope. I get I need that. somebody to tell me it's okay. No, I, I totally get that. But like it, you don't have enough time either to like really kind of like, Hey, can I check out your, can I check out your vest real quick? I just want to know if you're like on the good side or the bad side here. You know, there's no time for that. So I understand Sure. Somebody being intimidated, even if they are like a totally legit, nice motorcycle club. So I don't know. Maybe like maybe the really like bad groups should just, you know, run run like bright I'm colors. Sure they don't hang out in bars next to grocery stores. That's probably like you, that should have been my clue. You, know? you would think you would think I like I picture it being like Sons of Anarchy. Like I picture the super <laughs> like gnarly one percenter clubs to have their own hideouts, you know, in like some off the beaten path, you know, wooded area where they can like fire guns and fucking, uh, you know, do like all their shenanigans. Yeah. But you know. not by like an old Kmart, you know, like I know right. I live in the South, but it's not totally hood. Like they, um, that, that motorcycle club that was hanging out there, they, they're probably doing a barbecue on Sunday to benefit like a local charity. Right. Or they're like, or maybe it's just a bunch of dads that have Harleys. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope to be in a Har in a cool Harley club when I'm when I'm an old dad. So, <laughs> yeah, do you want a bike? You know, I do. But the thing is, and I trust myself to be responsible. I really do. I don't sense? in the sense that I see a lot of reckless riders. I mean, they're they they just. You know, it, it is obviously something to where you must look out for motorcycle riders, but like sometimes, and I might get some hate for this, but it, when you ride reckless, you do it to yourself. And so with that being said, I feel like I could be the most responsible rider, but then there's going to be that person that drives a car that even though I'm riding safely, fucks me up. So it's like, it's, it's a lose, lose situation, right? You, you ride a motorcycle because you want to have that adrenaline rush, the cool factor, the therapy that comes from riding in that style, whatever it may be. Um, but maybe right now is not the, I don't know. I don't know when the right time would be, but I don't it's know. It's not about time in my experience. Cause my entire family rides harleys my boyfriend rides a harley sure it's not about time it's about location 
Um, mm. So like none of them take their their bikes on like main busy highways. They don't take Good it idea. in places where like they know that there's going to be a lot of people. Yeah. They usually just go straight for like a scenic route. Right. Um, and then, you know, like as you ride bikes and like learn about that stuff, you learn to like stay out of people's blind spots because people mm. don't fucking check, you know? Or oh, just... yeah, definitely. And And again, like it's just the chances of something happening, even being the safest rider, you know, they're still a, a good amount, you know. But anyway, we're getting off track. We're getting off track, <laughs> which we do. That place had good food, by the way. The, yeah. So the what? Like, is it just a? Is it just like a bar and grill? Is it just like serving standard pub fare? Is it like pub fare with a flair? So I thought it was just like regular bar food. I thought I was just gonna get like fried chicken wings and some waffle fries. Yeah. Um, but they actually had like pretty good stuff. They had you know um, like pulled pork and hush puppies, and Ooh. I got. Oh my god! I got some kind of burger. I think it was, and they like they do it right. They give you like the fresh jalapenos, not that like cooked and has no flavor anymore jalapenos. Yes. Um. But yeah, they had good good food. The downside is they do smoke indoors, um, mm. which I don't prefer when I'm eating because right. then all I can do is like smell that. Yep. Yep. If you're going to a bar and you're having a couple drinks, sure. Who cares? But if you're going somewhere to like eat, then I'm like, eh. so I like I'm hoping in the summer they have like an outside area. Yeah, I was going to say I would hope that they would have an outside area because it sounds like they're doing the right thing by not just having bullshit bar food, <laughs> which a lot. don't get me wrong. I like it in the in the time and place that is appropriate for bar food. You know, when you're just like getting off work of a long shift and you just want to sit yeah. down at a bar and just Give me a beer and make me food. I don't care if it's a greasy burger and some waffle fries. You know, like I am 100% okay with that. 100% but it's better okay. when it's not like a bullshit burger and you can still yeah. stop there, you know? No, for so. sure. For sure. Like, I think the standard is if you can make me at least a good burger, the rest mm. of the menu is whatever. If you're a dive bar, you know, or you're like a smaller drinking establishment. Because if you can't do at least a burger right, I don't know if there's much hope for you. <laughs> so what do you look for in like a good burger? Because I have had so many. I went through this phase when I was in Reno, Nevada, and I was just like, I just want to eat a burger every day. That's just what Love I want, that. sometimes twice a day. And I, I did support that, that. For months. So I learned <laughs> like what I did and did not like in a burger. And there's a lot of shitty burgers out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. People are like, oh, we have the world's best burger. I'm like, you really fucking don't, though. <laughs> so okay. what do you like in a good burger? Like, what do you order, and then what do you look for? I just want to say that I am right there with you, but I have not stopped. Like, from the time I was a little <laughs> itty-bitty boy and discovered what a cheeseburger was, I was like, I could eat these every day mm -hmm. for the rest of my life and be totally fine with it. However, I don't consider myself, like, a really big burger aficionado. However, okay. on that, on the same take though, I think just having a good fresh patty, an eighty twenty patty, for people that Is don't it like know, meat fat content. Yeah, meat to fat okay. ratio. If for anybody that doesn't know, um, eighty twenty, and then cooked properly, so medium to medium well, 
and fresh toppings and a decent bun. That's it. That's all I ask for. It's not much, but it's it's surprising like how places don't even have like a good burger seasoning. Like you can make shitty oh meat great God. with good burger seasoning. Come on, yeah, people. I've had so many flavorless <laughs> fucking patties. I'm like, you can't just fry beef yeah. and be like, it's the best. Yeah. No. Put some fucking Lowry salt on there. Literally. Or yes. Something. Some fucking seasoning salt, Lowry seasoning salt, and some good coarse black pepper could literally mm-hmm. awaken like some of the, sh- like some Aldi's meat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a diss to Aldi's because I do love them for everything else. And I've also heard that they have stepped up their meat game lately, but that's, that's a Walmart sec- meat. Walmart. I never buy meat from Walmart. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. But sketchy. If I <laughs> if I had to say like the ultimate burger for me, I don't I don't really have an answer for that. I've had a ton of good burgers, but after a while, they just kind of all I don't know, like what what's what's like the what's the coup de gras burger for you? I mean, if you were about to say after a while they all taste the same, you're wrong. I mean, you're wrong. They don't all taste the same. You're you're right, but I guess I guess I don't go out of my way to find like the amazing burgers, and which is really weird because being like so in love with, I guess maybe it's just I want the satisfaction and the comfort of a burger first mm-hmm. and foremost. So like. I could give a shit less if it is the creme de la creme. I just want it to comfort me <laughs> and and nourish me. So, <laughs> so one of my friends um, back in Nevada said something similar about pizza, mm. and he was saying that there's no sure. bad pizza, but there yes. is good pizza. I could not agree with that more, and I feel the exact same way about burgers. Yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go to McDonald's and and get a Big Mac. Yeah. You know, like I'll, I'll do it. Like, it's not my favoritest thing to do, but I'll do it just because I love burgers that much. Dude, that <laughs> I is have not a shame. That is not a medium rare. Adrian, I know I'm, but that I'm, Oh, burned. speaking of burgers though, speaking of burgers beyond meat, which is the, uh, alter one of the alternative meat companies, their <laughs> burgers, they're not bad. They're not. I actually had one for dinner. I had two for dinner tonight, actually. So what I did was, uh, so their their consistency as far as as um, meat alternatives go is mm-hmm. pretty dang good. Like it's it's got some like meaty consistency to it. I don't know how they do it, so don't fucking ask. <laughs> but I'll uh, I'll cook two of those just in a regular old old cast iron frying pan, and then I will saute some onions. And then uh, toast some bread in the uh, in the pan as well. So you got your toasted bread, little bit of mayo, little bit of uh, mustard or ketchup or both if you're if you're feeling crazy. A lot of condiments. Tomato, lettuce if you're feeling froggy, and then pickle, and then uh, those sautéed onions on top. Mm-hmm. Pretty goddamn good. I mean, it rivals some of the better burgers that I've had, and it's meatless it's so weird it's so fucking weird i don't know (laughs) um so for me like with burgers specifically things that i look for is lettuce that doesn't suck yes Um, because sometimes they just give you that outer shell off like an iceberg don't Don't give me the white vein yeah don't give me the white vein 
it, they just slap it on. It's like hanging off on all sides. I'm like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, very my important. My bites have to be lettuce now because of you. I yeah. want a burger, not a salad. Yeah. Um, and then I look for good bread. If mm. someone puts like a bomb ass burger on bread that somehow has disintegrated by like bite four, and now I'm just holding this naked patty on the bottom with my bare hands. I, no, I don't like it. That is why it's crucial is because I, I mean, when I say bread, when I was talking about making this burger, I'm not talking about your piece of like bullshit, you know, white wonder bread. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like a solid, good, like hearty piece of bread, right? Like I get like roll. a, like, um, well not a roll, but it's like whole wheat. It's like the bigger, if you guys have ever been to Costco, it's like the bigger style wheat, whole wheat bread, hundred percent whole wheat. Cause I like to eat, you know, somewhat healthy, <laughs> um, when I'm, you know, eating bread. And, uh, so it's, it's got some, it's got some thickness to it. And then when you, when you toast it, you know, you mm-hmm. hit it in the pan and it gets that nice, like crispiness to it. Oh, it, it, it you holds. You gotta toast it. You it, gotta it, toast it. It, it, it helps. It holds. It. Yeah, exactly. And it, and well, it just helps hold everything together. So mm-hmm. very, very crucial. I mean, like if I'm using like regular, um, hamburger buns, hit them with a little bit of butter and put them on the grill. Say no more. Say, I was say no like, more. I'm a fucking animal. I like to butter it, <laughs> sear it, and then mayonnaise. Yes. On the other Just side. On one side, though. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, do you do your grilled cheeses with uh, mayonnaise on the outside? Because I do. I recently started doing that because I like watched some cooking thing and they're like, yeah, just put the cheese in there and mayo both sides, slap that bitch in there. I'm like, what? You can (laughs) can heat up mayonnaise? Like, I thought it was always like, you don't do that. I actually stumbled upon it on accident because one time when I was making, uh, you know, a hot ham and cheese or grilled ham and cheese, whatever you want to call it. Sure. I was running insanely low on excuse me on butter and of course i had to have mayo on the inside because i'm a freak so you know you have your ham you have your cheese you have your mayo on the inside well i only had enough butter for one of the outsides so i was like hmm Mm. i wonder what will happen and i put some uh, put some mayo on the other side and slapped it in the pan and sure as shit it actually came out more crispy and like more delectable honestly on the mayo side, but that's maybe because I love mayo too. So Dude, I don't know. I just love fat. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> I would be one of those people in that movie Wally. That's like just enormous and sitting in a chair and just like feed me more. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Fried mayo bread. Fried mayo bread. I think I've said this on stream before, but I used to eat literally a piece of white bread and mm-hmm. fucking Miracle Whip or mayo. Just that's it as a snack. We did talk about that because my as a favorite snack. Um, <laughs> snack when I was a kid was just warm bread with butter. That's right. That's oh. right. <laughs> yes. And then my dad used to give me warm bread with frosting on it. Oh. That was even better. <laughs> the hum- love that. The humble Midwestern upbringing. <laughs> yeah. You want some Wonder Bread with some Pillsbury white frosting. There you go. <laughs> or like. Heart, you, right? you go Pop over to, you go over to Philip's house and they're like hey man you want to eat some hot dogs just out of the wrapper just here you go man yeah. like and like just let's go play in the swing set in your backyard <laughs> yeah 100% have done that 
Yep. That's probably why they pre-cook hot dogs is because of oh. kids. Oh, 100%. I remember um, a, my old friend who moved here from uh, Cuba. Whenever he mm. came here, we, of course, you know, did our usual thing of grabbing hot dogs out of the fridge. And I, I mean, we were like seven or eight at the time, maybe a little bit older than that. But he, he was just so perplexed. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm just sitting there like eating a fucking uncooked hot dog. He's like, you need to cook that. I'm like. No, you don't, man. And I like, take another chomp out of it. Like, this is totally fine. He's like, okay, well, I'm not doing it either. Or I'm not doing it anyway. So <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, suit yourself. It's the color of uncooked food. Yes, that probably did not. I understand the skepticism of someone who's just like, you animal. <laughs> yeah. You fucking savage. <laughs> yeah, you can eat some craft singles too. What the hell? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We used to make these things called bologna cups, which was white bread, a one slice of bologna, and a piece of uh, American cheese. And you put it in the microwave for like 20 seconds, 25 seconds. Got yourself a bologna cup. <laughs> a bologna? What makes it a cup? So you're supposed to put it in the toaster oven. So the bologna kind of cups up, you know, because it, it, oh. it crisps up, you know? Yeah. So that was our, uh, our but the microwave was like the, the Oh microwave. yeah. I mean you you had things to do. You had PlayStation to play, you had fucking toy cars to play with, army men. There was a lot of things going on, you know. So you had yeah, to you know a very busy schedule of shenanigans and yeah. nonchalanting. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh man, having too much fun reminiscing now. <laughs> I never grew up with a microwave, actually, so I didn't know, like, what those were, uh, like, about. Your life was probably time. better, though. It was probably better. I mean, I didn't make bologna cups, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I still did, like, my own shit, you know, like, eating just butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember watching this show before, and I saw this girl who had some sort of, like, issue with food and she just took a stick of butter and just ate a piece of it off and i'm like you know what i could be friends with her like we could just eat butter together i think that's okay i relate <laughs> right <laughs> have you cooked anything interesting lately i saw what was it? it was like a month or two ago when you were cooking on stream and you had like this big like medieval like injector thingy and you're like <laughs> it was like apple juice or something that you were like injecting into it uh you are referring to my meat injector which is a huge pile of shit because and guys don't ever get a metal meat injector because after you clean them and unless you dr like dry them and like i don't even know what you would lubricate one of those with because it, the lubrication would have to be safe for food so Crisco? I don't know. maybe but even though like crisco over time would get like gross. You'd have to clean it every time. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to clean it and Crisco it every single time. But either way, it's a pain in the ass. Don't get one. Do yourself a favor. Get a nice, really nice plastic one. Not the cheap plastic ones, but a really nice one. But no, what I do hmm. is um, nothing crazy if like you've uh, ever delved into the barbecue world. But I mean, it's just uh, apple cider vinegar, a little bit of apple juice, and inject a pork butt or pork shoulder for wherever you're from in the country, they call them different things, but uh, inject that in there and it takes it to another level. It really does. So 
low and slow and inject this is what i recommend See, you say nothing crazy and then i saw you pull out that fucking huge <laughs> just like fucking oh right into the meat you know well yeah because it's so like it's so cor like not corroded but there's just like like warped or something it's it must be or something because it's insanely hard to cycle the piston inside of it I don't know. I, I need to just throw it away. Unfortunately, I don't cook very much pork butt nowadays. It's all been brisket, brisket, brisket. So, <laughs> I mean, well, pork it's... pork butt, I mean, like, when you make it, you have enough for five freaking people. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yes. It, even more than that. Uh, I think the last mm -hmm. time that I cooked it was for around 30 people or 35 people, and that was only two butts. So it, it stretches well, along. Two butts, you know. Yeah. You know, Costco sells them in, in pairs. So, you know. Yeah. Get, get your butts at uh, Costco. <laughs> get your butts at Costco. Seriously. And by the way, anybody wondering, they do now sell them bone in because before that and on that stream, I was super upset because it was a bone Remember? out, bone out uh, butts. And no, say bone no. To, butts. Say yes to bone in. That's what you need. <laughs> Nabiar's first merch, bone and butts. Taste my meat and uh, the other stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be like your future business slogan. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it'll probably be a meme shirt at some point in time, but it won't be. It won't be the main slogan <laughs> by any means. <laughs> Are you excited for like barbecue season coming back around? Because I know some people mm. like tough it out and barbecue like in the winter, like a true dad. Yes. But it's really for the summer. It really is. Um, fortunately, my smoker is nice enough that it can hold temps during these these colder winter months. But again, you have to walk to and from the smoker, you know, depending on how much prep you need to do to it or how much meat you're adding or if you're doing anything to the meat while it's in there, etc. So it, that can be a pain in the butt. But yeah, no, I am. I am looking forward to it. Hopefully things will be getting off the ground. Like I said, last episode, I believe we were talking more about New Year's resolutions and stuff or two episodes ago, whichever one it was, but uh, getting things rolling and yeah, hopefully setting, dedicating and setting more time aside to, uh, to craft some really delicious barbecue. I mean, that's, that's my foodie thing. I guess what I was going to say earlier was I think foodie, does that also imply that you like are a blogger or you take no. extensive pictures of food because no. when I think of the word foodie, that's what I think of. I think you and I are more like, we just love food. <laughs> that's what I think a foodie is. I think a foodie is just like someone who preferably isn't picky and mm. is just like down to try anything and just genuinely enjoys consuming food. Maybe um, the term has morphed a bit, right? It probably has with like social media because people like documenting those kinds of things. And with yes. it came, you know, like reviews of stuff and, you know, like this is the place to be, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, which Yelp is reviews. For people <laughs> like me who's just like, all right, where's the fucking, you know, dope po' boy at? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, which have not never had a po' boy. Oh, oh no. That was one of the first things I got when I went to New Orleans. I, I made to. sure I made sure 
to find the closest po'boy spot that was open 24-7 because it's New Orleans. Of course, they're going to have that. And yeah. fortunately, right up the street from my Airbnb, there was one. And I'm going to feel bad because I can't remember the name. Oh, it, dude, it was years ago. It was. It was a while ago. But either way, god damn, was it so good. You could get like a fucking 16-inch po' boy with like two different types of protein on each side. So you get like a shrimp po' boy on this side and then like oh, a catfish shrimp. po' boy on this side. Like I was in love. I was absolutely in love. Superior in my opinion. <laughs> oh, man. That's like a whole other tangent for me. Like I also love sandwiches and stuff like that too, so. You know, oh, yeah. Just uh, I mean, things we were just talking about burgers. That's, yeah. That's things between bread. It's just something magical about, especially if it's like really good bread that just mm-hmm. like brings something and well, and the portability of it. Right. Like you don't have to be in such a formal setting to eat it. You can eat it on the go. You can sit yes. down and enjoy yourself if you really want to. Like, I don't know. It's just it's got everything. <laughs> Yeah, there's a time and a place for three forks and cloth napkins. <laughs> right. But sometimes you just want to like unhinge your jaw and shove as much food in there as possible. Yeah. And that's what po' boys are for. Yeah. Because it's impossible to eat it without being like an absolute savage. Well, I'm I'm honestly a little jealous now that you live in the South because you probably have access to a ton of good stuff like that. That's like right around the corner. Or at least in Atlanta. I definitely, there's a ton of barbecue places around here. Oh, I'm sure. Um, But I haven't seen a lot of like niche places, I guess, you know, like Mm. culinary things that are kind of different. There is like a Jamaican place around here that I want to try, but it's a breakfast place. Okay. So, yeah. So I haven't woken up and just been like, you know what I want? A lot of spices I've never tried before. Sure. Um, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I just want coffee. <laughs> yeah. And, I'll, and like a like a muffin, you know? Yeah. But they're only open like breakfast hours. So you have to like get it during breakfast time. So like not even lunch. Just Mm-mm. till like 1030. Making breakfast. Okay. I think it's noon. I think it's when they close. Okay, I'm intrigued. I can't say that I've ever had like true Jamaican food, which is saddening, but I, I feel would like I've had jerk chicken and that's like knockoff Jamaican. Sure, sure. But I feel like jerk chicken is kind of the um, the entry, like the welcoming dish, you know, into Yeah. into that cuisine. So, no, mm-hmm. I think I think you you have the uh you have the availability to really get some good food down there i think a lot of the pit masters for as far as barbecue goes in atlanta they do it a little differently so they like they make like really basic pits so they'll either take like cinder blocks or they'll take like old 55 gallon drums and they will cut them a certain way and they'll i think a lot of them do whole hog too they don't even do like just butts or just briskets or however i think they do whole hog and what they'll do is they'll also have a burn barrel um, off to the side as well. And they will burn like instead of like small chunks that you would normally see in a smoker or even like, you know, a little bit bigger than that of, meat? of of wood. Sorry. Should have oh, specified okay. there. Small chunks. I've never of... used a smoker before or. Even oh, OK. Barbecue. OK. Well, I'll try to explain this as best as possible. So 
essentially, you know, in a normal smoker, you'll have an offset box from the main cooking chamber and you'll put either charcoal and wood in there or just wood in there. And that's what supplies the smoke and the heat. However, what they do in the South is they will take these burn barrels and get giant pieces of whatever wood they're using, either, you know, hickory or oak or whatever it may be. And they'll let the the wood burn down into the bottom of the barrel. And then they'll have like a little opening at the bottom of the barrel. They'll take these really long shovels and they'll shovel out the hot embers from that wood and they'll put it underneath whatever food that they're trying to cook low and slow. So they're literally just adding like these little shovelfuls of coals underneath whatever food it is for hours at a time. It is such a labor of love and it's just so cool to like see that real primal way of doing barbecue. Whereas like guys now are have these like nice insulated cabinet smokers with like fans hooked up to them that can automatically stoke the fire and (laughs) so on and so forth. So yeah, like I would try to look for a place like that. You might have to go a little bit off the beaten path to find one, but Mm -hmm. I bet it is so good. I bet it's so good. I've been to a place like that in Alabama and Mm. it was definitely off the beaten path. I'm sure they're Um, all over Alabama too. Yeah, but like you don't really know about them. Like you just either drive by it one day on accident or like somebody tells you about it. If you ever like go on Google and you're like barbecue, like they're never going to fucking pop up. They're on like Absolutely. page 16 or something, you know. Yeah. With no reviews and zero photos. Or they're <laughs> only open on certain days, so even if you do drive by, you're like, is that place even in business, you know? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, nope, we're closed on Tuesday because it's Susie's birthday. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're closed on Sunday for church. You know, we're closed on this for that, you know, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, those, I mean, those are the, uh, those are the best. (laughs) Those are the best. It's when you get that down home cooking. Well, unless they're like really dirty and that's just a whole other story. But, you know, and I mean that as in like the the place is dirty, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah. Because like, I mean, off the beaten path and like bumfuck nowhere county i don't know if they necessarily have really strict food regulations out there so you're you have to take the risk (laughs) yeah i mean i'm sure it's kind of like a hassle for like the guy who does the inspections to go out there so he's like sure "Eh, you know maybe not as often (laughs) i'm totally guessing um you gotta what i want to find out here though is a good bakery Mm. that's what i want to find um because i I finally found one. Like, I usually try to find one everywhere we go. And I found one in Michigan. And I found one in Nevada. And I would have to find one here. Um, The problem is we live in, like, such a tiny town, like, far away from, like, anything. That I I probably have to, like, do, like, a good commute for it. But good, fresh bread and pastries. Oh, my God. So good. I I have have something that I would like to admit. Like, I, I have to come clean with this confession. I have a place like that right up the street from my house. I've lived here for six months now. I still haven't gone. I have neglected like, and we were just talking about how much we love like good bread. I I still haven't gone. It's a place called need. So that I thought the name was clever, you know, and, uh, (laughs) 
yeah, it's it's got really good reviews on on Google and stuff, and uh, I have yet to go there. I need to. <laughs> should, hopefully, dude. hopefully, like we can strike up a deal. I'll be like, hey guys, I will give you amazing barbecue, and you give me some amazing bread, and then I can just use their bread as sort of the uh, the married the marriage, you know, to the meat. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the first time you go in there. Yeah, no, no, over time for sure. Yeah. It would be real weird if you just walked in there and you're like, do you want some bone in butt (laughs) for for some of your pastries? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just want to like maybe work with somebody, a local bakery to come up with, I don't know, just maybe something off like the beaten path. Maybe do like a beer bread and have that on, you know, a nice like or put some nice fresh brisket or pulled pork or whatever it may be like a nice homemade beer bread slice. I think that'd be really good. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff about baking and bread that I don't know about. So there's probably some cool shit out there that I don't know about. (laughs) Bread is its own science. Oh, I'm sure. I, I love to bake and bread is something I have yet to even like begin to be decent at. I understand. Like I, I I've seen so many like shows because I, I love baking shows. That's my mm. trash TV. Um, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, man, you see how like the, the bubble spacing just isn't there. Yeah. You overworked it. Or yeah. like, it, the, the crust is different. You underproved it or you overproved it or yeah. like you baked it for too long. And I'm like, oh, my God, it can go wrong in so many ways. I know somewhat of what you're uh, you're talking about because I did when I was like really like getting closer to doing the barbecue thing and like I was nailing down all of my recipes and pretty happy with all the stuff that I was cooking. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can't you can't have a good piece of meat, especially if you're doing sandwiches. But you can't have a good piece of meat without it without a good piece of bread. You got to have a solid foundation. So That's why I, I yeah, yeah, I fire up the old Google machine and I'm like, how to make a bun, like a fucking simple ass burger bun. Oh I start God. reading and I'm just like, nope, I'm, no, I'm not doing this. I'm already in over my head just reading about it, not even doing it. So I'm just going to take this time to shout out the, the, the bread bakers out there of the world because you have patience and skill. That is beyond what most people understand. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I totally agree. And to be able to like replicate that over and over and over, over and over, right on a mass yeah. scale. Yeah. yeah, I would get some real <laughs> shitty looking croissants. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's like it's bad enough when you're talking about like run of the mill baking that does require pretty precise measurements. I'm the type of guy that's like, okay, uh, I made a, I made a rub for chicken or I made a a beef rub or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. I made a sauce and you know, I'm the type of guy that'll just stick my pinky in there, taste it and go, okay, it needs more of this. Uh, let's do a dash of that. No preciseness. So baking for me out the fucking window. See you later. Will never happen. (laughs) It's difficult to be good at baking and cooking because Mm. cooking can be very like wing it, taste it as you go, you know, whereas like baking, you kind of have to like 
do it, assemble everything, and then once it's cooked, you get your result. Right. But the so, fruits... Like, you, you can't taste it and be like, oh, more baking soda, you know? <laughs> well, the fruits of your labor are that much better when it does turn out good, though, right? It can be, yes. Yes, when everything <laughs> went well and the cake didn't fall... And whatever the fuck else, proving, needing stuff happened perfectly and the stars aligned. Yes, it's great. Yeah, you're you're either like singing your praises or pulling your hair out. There's no in between. Oh, I've totally cried on some blueberry muffins before. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh I no! Cooked them and I cooked them at like a higher altitude. I was at my parents' house, um, and I just followed like my recipe like my just basic ass recipe and sure. i cooked them and i pulled them out and all the centers of them fell didn't know that could even fucking happen with a muffin i didn't either and <laughs> i just i had like an outside of a muffin and the inside was like raw and disgusting but the outside was perfectly cooked i'm like God, how how does this happen what fucking food science just ruined this <laughs> I'm finding it hard to like wrap my brain around the fact that you changed elevation so much. Was this from Nevada to Michigan? It was from the Michigan elevation to change? Germany. Oh, that explains more. So like yeah. it was just a different part of the world. Yeah. Where you might not realize that you're at what was so it was wait, where where were you at a higher altitude at? Germany's higher. Michigan's okay. like at sea level. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, Michigan is relatively flat, so I find it hard to believe. Like, I, I can definitely picture you like in a mountainous region in Germany more so than, than Michigan. So yeah, Michigan has I think two mountains, and they're man-made. Oh yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that one hundred percent. It's for people who like to go skiing, but not really. <laughs> right, right. We have more a place. Like sledding. Yeah, we have a place in St. Louis called Hidden Valley, and it's uh, like a ranch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no they way. they blow a bunch of fake snow on a hill, basically, and and people like flock nice. to it. Like, what is this? What is this? I guess for like it being the only place you can go, it kind of has that. Like, it literally has St. Louis monopolized on the skiing game. So, like, if you want to go, you that's your only option. But yeah, it's it's yeah. the same. It's the same thing. I mean, St. Louis, like Missouri has rolling hills. We don't have mountains. So, I don't know. <laughs> That's how Michigan is. It's mostly woods. There's some bears, some sand, and a lot of city. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. No, what I do mean, you think um St. Louis, like if it could be like defined by a food, like what would it be? Oh god. Is there like a thing that like everybody serves and they're like, this is from Missouri or whatever. Toasted, toasted ravioli, I would say. Toasted ravioli and, and anything that has provolone cheese on it. So okay. <laughs> if you guys don't know, toasted ravioli is just a ravioli, but it's breaded. Okay. Like I, with like breadcrumbs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like if you were to make a homemade... Like from scratch, toasted ravioli. You would literally make a ravioli, you know, with your typical meat filling. You sure. would egg wash it, dip it in some breadcrumbs, and either fry it or bake it. 
I think either way can be really, really fucking good. Like there's a couple places that'll do like an oversized toasted ravioli and they'll bake it with like some really good homemade marinara on the side. Forget Wait, about what did it. You say? Marinara. 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 This is tomato tomato, okay? I've, I've never heard anyone fucking say tomato, so that thing is dead. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But either way, I've heard that <laughs> argument from like people that are Italian. Italians say it this way, and I'm like, all right, I will try to say marinara. Right? Like Marinara. I think Midwesterners are just like marinara, man. Marinara. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I listen, I, I try to be cultured, but you know, whatever. It doesn't Ouch. matter. <laughs> I like I like butter, so <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, nice fresh marinara for all you Midwesterners. Marinara. And you take a just a giant scoop out of that with the toasted rav. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, fried, they're good too, but you need to like, you need to have the smaller ones fried because if you try to fry one of the like big oversized ones, they won't cook properly. And then you get like that hot pocket bullshit where it's like lava in some parts and frozen a little in the yes. inside. Well, it might not happen like that for a fresh one, but um, all of the ones that you buy frozen from like the grocery stores around here, you, they, insist that you bake them wait you can buy breaded raviolis there yeah like in giant bags <laughs> what? i've never even seen a breaded ravioli before okay so i don't know how this never got brought up whenever you came you and chelsea came here to surprise me but the next time you guys come through we're gonna have to eat toasted raviolis 100 percent. and Do they have tomato-less ones yeah, no, you you dip it in tomato sauce. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I've seen ones where like there's like the like meat and some kind of thing else in there. Maybe cheese, because they do sell ones with like cheese in the middle too. If you're, it's you're, honestly you're been wild. so long since I've even seen a ravioli. I'm pretty sure it was when I was babysitting my niece and they came out of a can. <laughs> okay, it's like like. Yeah. Like weird ravioli's oh, yeah. and like ketchup sauce. <laughs> I used to, I I used to eat that all the time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you put like the panko breading in there to make it feel. A little uh better. no, not that. But I would I would make a ghetto lasagna. So you put like you know a third of the Pro can. One. No, no, I I like <laughs> whatever was available, mostly American cheese because that's all my mom would buy. But you'd put nice. a third of the can in a bowl. American cheese, another third American cheese, another third American cheese. Put that in the bitch in the microwave for like a like a put minute. Put that in the bitch. Put <laughs> I was just I was getting really excited right there. Put that bitch in the microwave for about a minute 30 and you got yourself a ghetto lasagna and it is tasty as hell. <laughs> for like a dollar 50. I've never heard of that. <laughs> That's well, very I, creative. I'm I'll glad I'm glad we're getting educated on this podcast. <laughs> oh man. What uh I'm curious now. I don't have a microwave though, so I'd have, I'd have to put it in the oven. Then it's less ghetto. Um you could buy multiple cans and like layer it in like a cast iron skillet. Huh? Huh? That sounds pretty ritzy though. <laughs> I'm cast just iron skillet. You could you could get even more crazy and like instead of doing the top layer with another thing of American cheese, you could do some parmesan on top, maybe like with a little breadcrumbs, you know? See, now we're getting little, fancy. little butter hit it in the oven. 
I'm saying. I don't know about American cheese and lasagna, though. That sounds pretty odd. It, listen, it's just. Was it's, it Kraft Singles? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> this shit don't melt, dude. Oh, it does. It does oh. when it's in between a bunch of hot ravioli. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Oh, yeah. I've seen people like light that cheese like on fire and it just burns. It doesn't well, melt. Well, you burns. just you know they're not doing it right, or they're not buying the right kind. I don't know. I I don't know what to tell you. But <laughs> do you what? still eat that? No, I haven't ate. I haven't ate that since I stopped myself from like eating. And again. I'm going to get shit because I do still eat McDonald's. But when I stopped eating a bunch of processed, like processed stuff, or like trying to at least block the majority of that out, you know? So like I, I had McDonald's a couple days ago. So yeah, like uh, I've, I've eaten a hot dog maybe once in the past two years or something like that. So, I mean, I'm doing pretty good there. I haven't like really eaten anything like canned, like the canned ravioli we're talking about. I've maybe had it one time in the past two years. Oh, dude, have you had spam? I have not. That is the one like oh. kind of go-to can thing that I never got down with. Did you? So if you're avoiding processed foods, probably avoid spam. Maybe. It's like the most processed food. But <laughs> dude, dude, it oh, like if you like <laughs> bacon, if you just like salty pork. Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't even need to put oil or butter in there. It's got all the fat you need in there. Yeah, don't you just fry it and like put it on a piece of bread or something? So what I did was, you know how like if you have like corned beef hash or cranberry sauce? Yeah. Um like you take the top off and you poke a hole in the bottom and yeah. you, you blow it so like the whole shape comes out? Yeah. So you do that with spam and then you slice it kind of like lunch meat. And I I like to do like thick boy slices, you know? Like I like some some gusto too. You'd it. have to, right? Yeah, I mean, if you do the thin shit, like you don't really get like the the mystery texture that you're looking for. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, then you fry it and it's just like make it crispy on the edges. And for some reason, the color never really changes. It just right. gets a little bit texture different. Um, but yeah, so good. I put that on like the little like Hawaiian rolls. That's oh. what I've heard. Perfect. That's what Perfect. I've heard. I'm you a real big eat fan. Like two or three slices, though, because the amount of salt in there will make you explode. Sure. But they're so good. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would have to have a lot of salt because of how preserved it is. Like, what's the shelf life? What's the shelf life of spam? Can we can we look that oh, up real God. quick? Like, I'm sure a spam that was made when I was born is probably good until I die. Like, <laughs> I'm really curious now. Okay, all in all, an unopened can of Spam can last in the pantry between two and five years. <laughs> Holy Guess shit. I'm stocking up. <laughs> I mean, that's like a prepper's dream, right? Is to just have a bunch of Spam laying around. Because you're eating good if you're eating sp like fried Spam. Because all you need is like an electric skillet and a little, you know, you're good. You could just eat fried Spam. Hell yeah, just take the paper off of the can, just put yeah. the can on the, the paper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, but no, you also did not answer what is your what is your like top burger? What's what's the best you've ever had? I gotta know. Oh what does okay. it for you? 
So there's this place in Athens, Georgia that makes dope burgers. Um Groove, Groove Burgers. Yeah, and all they serve okay. burgers. So they're just doing Very good. the one the one thing and they do it well. Yeah. Um so I always get the classic, which is um like medium rare burger. Um what kind of fucking cheese is on there? Is it Swiss cheese? I think it's Swiss cheese, lettuce. I do sans tomato, um, you know, ketchup, mustard, mayo, like all the good stuff, salt and pepper. And then I get uh, fresh jalapenos on there. Make it a little spicy. Um, but it's like a, it's a thick boy meat patty on there. I don't want that shit where like <laughs> when you look at it on the profile, there's like you need two patties almost right. to like make it make sense. No, it's a good patty. And in the patty has like um like diced up garlic and onions. Oh. Amazing. Yes. Um I like when it's not just like, you know, the same old stuff. Like sometimes you just get a little crunch of garlic and you're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, they they do it right. They have great fries, awesome beer. Their bread is pretty good. The bread could be better. That's my only like stipulation with that place but everything else is good what could be better about the bread what's like a perfect bottom bun dude the bottom bun bun. is it too thin too thin oh that's a big mistake if when you're halfway through the burger you do a little bottom bun check and you're like all right i see mostly just beef in my hand yeah bread failing the bottom bun test that's a huge mistake especially if you're a place that kind of like prides itself on having like beefier patties fucking burgers yeah well that not well not only that but yeah like if you're if your smallest burger is like two-thirds pound or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean you know or even a half pound you gotta have a you gotta have a nice bun a small or bottom bun you know you can't have the small buns it just doesn't work like i don't know the top sure you could get away with a little bit of a like not more of like skinny per se but just you know it could be more doesn't have to be absorbent absorbent on the top like it 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 has to be able to absorb all like the grease and the fat and the vegetable juice and everything else like it has to have that foundation come on people (laughs) i feel like some people are so used to the way a burger should look which is very like, you know, like yes. a column kind of shape with that rounded top. Yes. It's like, all right, got to put the most bread on top so it has that shape to it. I agree. I'm, like, I'm not eating the burger upside down. I agree. You know, I don't care. Just flip it or something. I don't know. We're sending <laughs> this podcast to all burger places in the U.S. And we're just going to be like, look. <laughs> I know. Will, I need will... to find a good burger joint around here. That's the one thing that I have not looked for around me is because i mean it's south st louis i mean they exist mm-hmm. i i just haven't done it but I, I, i'll report back we'll we'll, we'll talk about this again <laughs> i just feel like burger. we could have a whole we could have a whole hour just talking about burgers <laughs> oh easy easy you want to talk about butter i bought a new kind today <laughs> oh did you i use irish <laughs> oh dude so my grocery store stopped carrying carry gold oh no i was pissed they traded it out with like a different kind of irish butter it's like greenfield or something like that have not heard of that i was not a fan because like carry gold they can give you like a just a slab of butter with some foil around it or they yeah. make the sticks 
Yeah. Um, I'm partial to the sticks because I bake and I like to slice them off like an exact tablespoon. Yep. Um, plus I have like a butter dish, so it's just easier. Yeah. But they carry the Greenfield now, which only has a chunk of butter and foil. Um, mm. So I went even further and I was like, all right, well, I see over on this side that you sell roll butter, which is 18 ounces of butter in a Ooh. roll with just like wax paper around it. Um, and it's from like Amish country in Wisconsin. That's... And it was like cheaper per ounce or whatever. But I have almost two fucking pounds of butter in my fridge now. I bet it's worth oh. it, though. That that butter is probably going to be some of the better butter that you could ever buy. I feel so, like, like they turned it with care. You know? Yes, one hundred percent. That's what Amish people do. Like that's nothing. No, nobody can take that away from them. It's like they will put out a quality product one hundred percent of the time. So good for them. <laughs> oh, dude! I remember when I was a kid. It was like in fourth grade, and I had just started public school. Um, I was homeschooled up until then. Yeah. And within like the first couple months, it was um, like fall time. And they're like, all right, we're doing Pioneer Day. Everyone dress up in your Pioneer outfits and we're going to do some Pioneer shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so my mom just sent me to school in like semi regular clothes with like a bonnet on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had to learn how to square dance and sew and do like a couple other things. But we learned how to make butter hell yeah so like we put all the stuff in like the mason jar and then we all took turns shaking it like a cocktail you know and then we got to eat butter and bread and it was like i remember this shit because i was just like oh my god it was so (laughs) creamy i mean the bread was mediocre but i was in fourth grade so who cares yeah but the butter was perfect so perfect it did take probably like 20 minutes to make i'm not gonna lie we all passed it around till we were tired but it was great. Yeah, I want to say I did that same exact thing around that age too, and I do remember it being like, "Holy fuck, this is so much better than the bullshit margarine or whatever that, or not margarine, but whatever the fuck you know bullshit that my mom was buying, country crockett or whatever." So, I think that's like vegetable spread. Yeah, or something. vegetable yeah. spread. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> so bad, so bad. <laughs> yeah, it is like the best the best oh man i wish they would have let me like be my own toaster (laughs) yes let me break out my bread warmer (laughs) real quick or like easy bake we'll make it kid friendly yeah sure (laughs) i'm just heating it by a light bulb it's perfectly child safe yes like a little heat lamp (laughs) oh dude yeah and i remember when um, my friend got an easy bake when i was a kid and I didn't get one, so I tried to actually cook things like with a light bulb. <laughs> oh, there was some melted cheese on that lampshade for a oh, long no. time. Oh no! <laughs> it adds aesthetic, in my opinion. You like cheese? Fuck yeah, it's on my light. <laughs> that nice burnt cheese smell, just you oh, know. Yeah, it's just like real cheese. Is there any around? Oh, God. Okay, guys. Well, I hope that uh, 2020 brings you far better cooking experiences than Adrian has had in an Easy Bake Oven and also all the good hamburgers as well. Uh, You want to take us out? Yeah, dude. Do the bottom bun test. Just saying. Yes. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited. It's 2020. Oh, my God. It doesn't feel real. 
Um, we do put out episodes every Wednesday. We're back on our regular schedule. Like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. Find us on Patreon, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.